Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 6 of Genesis chapter 10. We're going to be reading Genesis 10, verses 10 through 12. In the beginning of his kingdom was Babel and Erech and Akkad and Kalna in the land of Shinar. Out of that land went forth Asher and builded Nineveh in the city Rehoboth and Kala and Resen between Nineveh and Kala. The same is a great city. I'll stop reading there. Um, now, we have been uh, discussing Nimrod, the mighty hunter before Jehovah, who we saw was a mighty one, a mighty man, which means he is a product of a mixed uh, marriage or, or the line of the sons of God got mixed with the daughter of men. And also we saw, since he was a mighty hunter, that uh, the word hunter relates to the enemies of God who seek after, they pursue, they hunt the people of God. And Satan himself being chief, as he goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And we saw that Nimrod... Uh, verse 10 was speaking of him when it said the beginning of his kingdom was Babel or Babylon. It's the identical word to Babylon. And Erech and Akkad and Kalna. So four cities in the land of Shinar. And Babylon is a type and figure of the kingdom of Satan or the kingdom of this world that Satan rules over. And Nimrod, since it was the beginning of his kingdom, was the king of Babylon king over the land of Shinar. And and that also points to Satan as the king of Babylon as a type and figure of Satan in the Bible. Well, now we're going to move on to verse 11. And verse 11 actually presents a problem um, that I had never heard of or I wasn't familiar with until I looked into this verse. It, let me read it again. Out of that land went forth Asher and builded Nineveh in the city Rehoboth and Kela. Now, Asher is um, uh, Strong's number 804, and it is identical, um, well, not identical, it, it is the Hebrew word for Assyria or Assyrian. Um, elsewhere in the Bible, when we read of the Assyrians, that nation or that people, it is this word Asher. And if you look back so far in Genesis chapter 10, as we have begun to look at the genealogies of Japheth, and currently we're in the genealogy of Ham, going back to verse 6, and the sons of Ham, Cush, Mizraim and Put and Canaan. And, and then it lists the sons of Cush. 
and verse 8, Cush begat Nimrod, and then we were discussing Nimrod and the beginning of his kingdom, Babel and those cities. Then all of a sudden, in verse 11, we read of Asher, and Asher is a son of Shem. In verse 22 of Genesis 10, which we haven't gotten to yet, it says the children of Shem, Elam, and Asher, and Arphaxad, and Lud, and Aram. So there is Asher, but here in verse 11, we find a reference to Asher. And again, Asher, it's the same word as Assyria. And some commentators, actually a good number of them, have read verse 11, and they have translated it this way. Out of that land, he went forth to Assyria and built Nineveh. They are, um, with that translation, saying that it's still speaking of Nimrod, Nimrod, the mighty hunter, the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. And then in verse 11 again, out of that land, he went forth to Assyria. Instead of uh, out of that land, went forth Asher. And there's some problems with that translation. There, There's some definite problems. Um, one is went forth. Now, Now, first... Uh, going back to verse 10, where it says, in the beginning of his kingdom. You see the um, the um, masculine pronoun, his, and pronouns in the Hebrew are attached to words. For instance, kingdom has the masculine pronoun at the end of the word. So you know it's his kingdom. And so that's correctly translated. But in verse 11, when uh, these translators, and and they also say that uh, some ancient texts, uh, like the Latin Vulgate and some others, have translated the way that they're saying it should be translated. And the problem is when they say, out of that land, he went forth went forth does not have the masculine pronoun attached to it. They're basically adding the pronoun he because they believe it's speaking of Nimrod that was mentioned earlier, a couple of verses earlier. And the masculine pronoun is not found in verse 11 that I could see. Uh, Also, when it's their translation... When they say, out of that land, he went forth to Asher, or or actually to Assyria. They translate Asher as Assyria. I don't see any uh, preposition before Asher or Assyria. And, for instance, in Hebrew, the Lamed, the, the letter L, um, it's called a Lamed, is attached to a word to indicate two or four, and it's not attached. So they have some very definite problems with that translation. I think that the King James translators have translated this accurately when 
they say, out of that land went forth Asher and builded Nineveh. Now, why then, though, is Asher being mentioned when he will not even be in view until verse 22? The Lord hasn't told us about the children of Shem as yet, and Asher is a child of Shem. He's a son of Shem. Well, keep in mind that we're reading of Nimrod, who is the son of Cush, and Cush was the son of Ham. And Shem is brother to Ham. So we're, we're reading of a third generation, at least, when we're reading of Nimrod. And therefore, Shem, who had a son, Asher, um, that would have happened much earlier than, say, Nimrod's birth and Nimrod founding or beginning of his kingdom being Babel and so forth. Asher would have been around. He would have been alive. He, he would have been older than Nimrod. And, and so it's just possible And I think it is the case that the Lord is indicating that when Nimrod began the kingdom of Babylon, that there were uh, other relatives and some of the sons of Shem, Asher and Asher's family, that went out of the land, out of that land of Shinar, the four cities that were mentioned, they traveled out of the land and built Nineveh. And because they built Nineveh, because Asher built Nineveh, it became the land of the Assyrians. And Nineveh is that city that we find in the book of Jonah and, and some other places in the Bible it's mentioned. Nineveh was the capital city of Assyria, of the land of Asher. So it, it would, um, fit. It, it, it would fit that Asher uh, was alive and simply the Lord is sort of um, just making the statement that uh, while he's discussing Nimrod and descendants of, of Ham, he, he just gives us this bit of information. Now, there is support for the idea that Asher, the son of Shem, built Nineveh, and and therefore the land of Assyria, and not Nimrod. Nimrod, the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. And if they're correct, um, these commentators, if they're correct that in their translation that he went forth, and uh, he went forth to Assyria and builded Nineveh, then the he is referring back to Nimrod, and Nimrod would not only have built Babylon, but he would have built Nineveh also. But we read in Isaiah chapter 23, in verse 13, the following, Behold, the land of the Chaldeans, this people was not. And the Chaldeans are Babylon. You would find Chaldeans in the land of Shinar. Behold the land of the Chaldeans, this people was not till the Assyrian founded it for them that dwell in the wilderness. They set up the towers thereof. They raised up the palaces thereof. 
and he brought it to ruin. Now, just read this, uh, substituting Assyrian for Asher. Behold, the land of the Chaldeans, this people was not till Asher founded it for them that dwell in the wilderness. So this verse does not indicate that it's Nimrod, who's the great builder, even though he founded Babel, but it seems to indicate that Asher, Asher is the one who, it says, Asher founded it for them that dwell in the wilderness. And then it goes on to say, they set up the towers, they raised up the palaces, and and so forth, indicating that Asher is the one involved in the construction of even Babylon. So it's very possible that the elder Asher, the son of Shem, helped Nimrod build Babel and build these other cities in Shinar. And then Asher went forth to Nineveh and builded Nineveh and these other cities. And that became the land of Assyria. Now, there there is also another verse that we have to look at. This is actually more complicated than it seems. And if we go to the book of Micah, we find in Micah chapter 5, beginning in verse 5, it says, And this man shall be the peace. When the Assyrian shall come into our land, and when he shall tread in our palaces, then shall we raise against him seven shepherds and eight principal men. And they shall waste the land of Assyria with the sword and the land of Nimrod in the entrances thereof. Thus shall he deliver us from the Assyrian when he cometh into our land and when he treadeth within our borders. So in this verse or these couple of verses, God is um, speaking of uh, the the Assyrian, and and there's a struggle, a battle, and verse six says they shall waste the land of Assyria, and Lord willing, if we have time, we're going to look at Assyria and see how Assyria is very closely related to Babylon, and spiritually represents the same thing, the kingdom of Satan and the king of Assyria represents Satan himself. And and so wasting the land of Assyria with the sword would be similar to uh, Babylon falling. But we wonder, because Micah 5.6 is speaking of wasting the land of Assyria with the sword, but then mentions Nimrod and the land of Nimrod in the entrances thereof. Thus shall he deliver us from the Assyrian. See how it mentions Assyrians, Nimrod, and then Assyrian again. It, is it indicating that Nimrod is an Assyrian? Is Assyria the land of Nimrod? And we can see how that idea would support the translation that these other commentators are, are indicating that out of that land, he, Nimrod, went forth to Assyria and builded Nineveh. 
But again, we would have the problem of Isaiah chapter 23, and we have the problem um, in the verse itself where they added the masculine pronoun he, they 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 added the preposition to that are not in the text and so there there's a lot of difficulties with that translation in Isaiah 23 which tells us that Asher it is the one who uh was builder in the land of the Chaldeans he basically it says he built it for them or that that people would not be and and so not Nimrod but here it sounds as though Assyria is the land of Nimrod. But I think the word entrances is key. They shall waste the land of Assyria with the sword and the land of Nimrod in the entrances thereof. And the word entrances, the Hebrew word is 6607. And it is the usual word for door or gate. And, and it has to do with the entry point uh, as you would um, approach a house and, and there is a door or uh, it's the same word as the door of the ark. You approach the ark and there's a door upon it and that's the entry point. You're not in the ark until you go through the door. Same with a, a house or same with the gate of a city. You have to go through the gate and then you are in the city. And and until you go through the gate, you're outside the city. And uh, that's what I think is being said here. They shall waste the land of Assyria with the sword and the land of Nimrod in the doors or gates thereof. That is, at the entry points of Babylon. The, the focus here is on Assyria. But again, closely related closely connected to Babylon so that, uh, you know, there there is some question about exactly where the land of Assyria was or Nineveh was within the land of Assyria. But uh, but it, it is a close neighbor to Babylon. And, and so uh, in the entry points of Babylon thereof, I, I think is, um, uh, is what that's saying. Well, uh, I'm going to continue praying about this and, and looking into this, but as of right now, at this point, I think the King James translation of Genesis 10, verse 11, is accurate. And let me read it again. And out of that land went forth Asher and builded Nineveh and the city Rehoboth and Calah. And reason between Nineveh and Kala, the same is a great city. Now, concerning the the meaning of these city names, Rehoboth is seventy three forty four in the concordance, and it's the plural of seventy three thirty nine, which is translated as street or broad place or broad way. Kala is thirty six twenty five, identical. To 3624, which means full age or old age, and reason is 7449, identical to 7448, and it means bridal. I'm not sure what um, exactly is in view. 
Except we we have four cities once again. Nineveh, Rehoboth, Kala, Rezin. Just like in the land of Shinar, Babel, Iraq, Akkad, and Kalna. So, in the land of Asher, Assyria, four cities. Four pointing to the furthest extent or universality, uh, really, to the world. As Babylon is a type and figure of the kingdom of Satan, this world. Assyria is a type and figure of the kingdom of Satan, this world. And and so God uses uh, or mentions four cities. It's possible that when uh, speaking of Nineveh and, and these other cities, that um, they are um, sort of uh, in, uh, unified with Nineveh, uh, maybe um, like suburbs, of, of one kind or another, because we, we read that he builded Nineveh and the city Rehoboth and Kala and reason between Nineveh and Kala. And then it says the same is a great city. And it's referring back to Nineveh. And remember when Jonah entered into Nineveh. In Jonah chapter 3, Beginning in verse 1, it says, And the word of Jehovah came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of Jehovah. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city, of three days' journey. And definitely um, the emphasis is upon Nineveh as a great city. And uh, it, it, it even says an exceeding great city. And the Bible says that, that Nineveh was an exceeding great city, not because of its distance, um, that, that it was a... a a city so big that it would take three days to travel through a city of three days journey, even though that's a part of it. And that could be one reason why uh, these these other cities, Rehoboth and Kawa and Reason, it, if um, all tied together with Nineveh and sort of one big metropolitan area, it, it would definitely make the city much larger. And perhaps that's why it was a city of three days journey. And, and yet all under the umbrella of Nineveh. That, that's possible. But the reason that God speaks of Nineveh and says it's an exceeding great city is because in the Hebrew, in Jonah 3 verse 3, it literally says that Nineveh was a great city to God. And if there is a, city that is great to God, then it is an exceedingly great city. And we know why Nineveh was a great city to God, because he had much people there. God performed a a mighty work, a, a work that's really unparalleled in all the Old Testament. In in the Old Testament, we read of individuals here or there, Abel, Noah, um, certain ones 
7,000 in Israel that did not bow the knee to Baal, that certain, certain ones, every now and then, um, a few more, and, and 7,000 seems to be one of the larger numbers. But Nineveh was a great city, and God saved many Ninevites, and they were Gentiles. They were not Israelites, not Jews. And, and yet God saved them, pointing to God's elect that are in the world. And, and so God uh, has a certain care for Nineveh, just as he had a certain care for the world, because of what was within it. There was a precious treasure within Nineveh that made the city very great to him. All right, we're, we're going to stop here. Lord willing, we'll pick up in our next study, looking at Mizraim. And remember, that's Egypt in verse 13. And we'll just continue along. You know, these passages are um, not dramatic. They're, they're definitely not filled with dramatic scenes. As we know, the Bible has many of those. But we are learning. We're learning about the foundation of lands and, and the interrelationship between the people that, that founded these lands. And it's very helpful. It's very helpful to see, uh, what we know that th- these people and the lands that they found, we know what happens to these lands and how the Bible uses them in later times. So it is very helpful to the Bible student to learn this kind of information. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.